The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save. And save and win. Now it's time to talk Braves, Falcons, and football with a Deep South College football legend. It's the Buck Baloo Show, exclusively on The Fan. Happy hump day, everybody. It's the Buck Baloo Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. Streaming at 680thefan.com. Click and watch and get that mobile app driven by Beaver Toyota of coming. Fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next car. Visit beavertoyotaofcoming.com. And you can make that happen. 10 o'clock hour on the fan brought to you by our friends at the Haug Baron Law Group. Your champions of personal injury law. We've got DT, our engineer. Where's Nerney? And Adam Gillespie, busy as always, the road dog, the executive producer of the show. 10 to 11, Monday through Friday. And we always lead with Buck's Big Take. Buck's Big Take. The new Alabama. That would be Georgia faces a road trip into the state of Mississippi this week with one big-time question hanging over their heads. What is it? Here it is. Can the Bulldogs' offense run the ball effectively against a seven-man front? Remember, a simple math, five normally can't block seven. And the last time Georgia played state, they loaded the box. And remember JT Daniels threw for 400 yards? The Bulldog running backs ran for 33 yards that day, 2020. That's right, 33 yards rushing. And this time, the dogs don't have Burton or Pickens to get the ball to. Expect the same plan out of state trying to slow down the Georgia run game, State will man up on the perimeter and put more bodies in the box than Georgia can block. Force the Bulldogs, the Georgia Bulldogs, to take shots against two cornerbacks who have NFL cover skills. Will Arian Smith show up big? I thought I saw him last week. Can A.D. Mitchell go and make plays? We hadn't seen that in weeks. This is a smart plan, not Kirby's smart plan, but a smart plan by Mississippi State. Attack Georgia's weakness with the cowbells ringing. And remember, you heard it here first. And there's your big take, man. Load up the box. And typically when defenses do that, the offenses will immediately start taking shots vertically down the field. Look toward the X-wide receiver. That's getting man-to-man coverage with no safety help over the top. 
Bulldogs have been really thin at that X-wide receiver spot. Mississippi State has already done this against Georgia once. And the guess here is they're going to do it again. So I hope they're ready for that. Buck's Big Take presented by the Haug Baron Law Group. In case you want to win your personal injury case, go to championshiplaw.com. And I'm not done, man. I want to talk more college football. You want to hear it? Mm, tasty. It's time for the College Football Nugget. Presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. All right, college football playoff rankings number two dropped last night. You're probably all caught up in the politics. Had plenty of that coverage going on last night. I'm a sports guy. So I'm watching the college football playoff committee show. And the new Alabama, Georgia, sitting there at number one in week number two. Two Big Ten teams, Ohio State and Michigan at two and three. And how about TCU checking in at number four? Do you know TCU has six wins with teams that are over 500? That's what their resume says. Tennessee fans more than a little bit upset as the Volunteers drop from number one down to number five. They are the top-ranked one-loss team. Oregon's won eight in a row. My goodness, they check in at number six. The highest-ranked Pac-12 one-loss team, the Oregon Ducks. They have flat-turned it around after getting knocked out by Georgia. LSU number seven. They're the highest-ranked two-loss team and could be the first to make the college football playoffs with two losses. Now they're going to have to run the table and win the SEC to get there. USC 8, Alabama, drops all the way to 9. Those Alabama fans, they got to be going a little bit crazy. And how about Clemson? Their fans got to be shaking their heads. Don't see any Clemson flags flying around coming to work these days. Tigers, number 10, they fall from 4 to 10 after getting knocked out by Notre Dame. And this thing's going to get interesting, too, because it's not too far down the road. We're going to see two and three knockheads. Michigan and Ohio State get together at the end of this month in the big horseshoe. So can't wait to see that one. That might knock one of them out of the running for the playoffs. TCU could be taken down this weekend in Austin. Hook them horns. Looking to take down the horned toads. That would go down this weekend. Then they go to Baylor, and they play Iowa State. Now, I'm just thinking TCU will not finish the season undefeated. So we've got a lot of time, a lot of teams still alive as we break down this second week of the College Football Playoff Committee's rankings. It's going to get interesting. In fact, it already is. It'll get even more interesting. And we'll be all over it here on the Blue Show. 
Seems like every single year, though, we get to this point in time in the season, we get to November. You got more than a handful of teams that are undefeated. And then they start getting knocked off one by one. And you know why that is? Because it's a long and winding road, this college football season. DT? Pardon me, yeah, but I was going to ask, is part of that that by the end of these seasons, these high-ranked, these top-ranked teams uh, playing against these other teams that don't have as much to play for, it turns into their, you know, their Super Bowl, their national championship that year, getting everybody's best shot when you're at the top of the rankings? No, I just believe that it's... As you said, it's just a, a long season. It's yeah. a long season. Uh, the teams get a little bit distracted. Uh, fatigue sets in. Both mental and physical fatigue sets in. And it's hard to go undefeated, man. I mean, it seems like every single year we got six, eight teams coming down the home stretch yeah, that are looking they do good. Can and they then they it? can't finish the drill. Yeah. And it's because of the mental and physical fatigue that a team takes on during the course of the year, especially in the SEC, where it's rugged. And there's your nugget. Hey, it's time for you to take the wheel every week. Infinity of Gwinnett wants you to drive the content. I guess they're not pleased with our content. As you get to decide what we talk about in the final segment of the show, so call 404-231-1680, the number. This is presented by Infinity of Gwinnett. Empower the talk empower the drive we'll have that for you the final segment of the show a lot going on today we got chris mortensen will be with us here in a few moments and we will run through the run through the landscape of the national football league a lot going on there mort's getting to the bottom of it and then also lad mcconkey bulldog wide receiver and kick returner will join me at ten thirty-five for the bulldog roundtable I'm a big fan of McConkie. You know, his first offer, as I understand it, came from Kennesaw State. Yeah, wasn't he, what, just a three-star recruit, I believe? Well, they wanted him to come in there and run that Owls wishbone offense. Be the man at Kennesaw State. Yeah, run that option, baby. Then Georgia came calling. And you know what happens when Georgia comes calling? You listen. Yeah, you you sort of forget all about that team (laughs) you may have committed to. Forget about that in a hurry. But McConkie, a really good dude, man. I like this guy. We've had him on more than once. And uh, just happy we've had him. We we get him on again today. A little Falcons talk before the end of the show. We've got you covered. Hang tight. It's the Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves. And people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Spring is here, and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. 
Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. And 680 and 93.7, fastest one-hour show in Metro Atlanta. Appreciate you joining us Monday through Friday, 10 to 11. We try to squeeze it all in. By the way, I had a, a new podcast that dropped overnight, podcastpark.com. You can find that or wherever it is you get your podcast, Apple, Spotify. The Podcast Park, brought to you by Associated Credit Union. Episode 74, Bucks Beat, that would be a preview of the Georgia-Mississippi State game coming up Saturday night. Got my high school buddy, a longtime friend, uh, Mississippi State legend at quarterback, John Bond, helps me break it down. You can find that right now, 680thefan.com, or wherever it is you get those podcasts. I would just go to thepodcastpark.com and find all of our great podcasts. Uh, we've got the Chuck Oliver Show, Southern Beat with Dan Matthews from the, Fur, uh, from the Perch, a Falcons podcast. You'll find all those right there. As we get ready to talk a little NFL football with our man Mort, Mort's always working. You know, I saw that he was reporting Yesterday into the night, not on the politics that was going on last, not on the voting. But Mort was talking about Josh Allen. I believe he is the top player right now, the number one player in the National Football Leagues, the Bills quarterback, Josh Allen. And he's got an elbow injury that Mort is busy reporting on. Do you see that, DT? see that uh, injury where he, that pass rush, he's trying to throw the football, and boy, that elbow looked like it took some damage on that hit. Yeah, that's concerning because, uh, yeah, especially as as we get closer into winter up there in Buffalo, when those winds are whipping around, he needs that strong arm, and, uh, and that's one of the reasons they, yeah. they, they wanted him up there in Buffalo. For I the mean, they're not arm. going anywhere without him. All right, let's get to Mort. Is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Baloo. 25 20, far sideline, 15 10, 5. Get in there! Touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union. Howe Glaw Group, Georgia Pack and Load, Stat Hero, T Mobile, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93 7 FM. ESPN's Chris Mortensen, our truest NFL insider, joins us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line, and he does it every Wednesday here on the Buck Belue Show. Mort, saw you reporting on Josh Allen. What can you tell us on, I believe, the best player in the NFL right now? Yes, Buck, and one thing that people seem to miss is I also added that there's no panic right now with with the Bills. I mean, in other words, he he, he, they, he definitely was being evaluated for that UCL, the owner collateral ligament injury that so many people associate with uh, the pitchers and Tommy John surgery. Now, he's had this before where he stretched it as a rookie in 2018, and he missed four games. I did not sense from uh, people I spoke to, reliable sourcing, that, there was, that, that it was going to be that extreme. 
but he's going to be very limited uh, in practice as he rehabs it. Uh, he's got, you know, had some pain and his fatigue because his nerves that are stretched certainly. And so uh, it's really like, uh, I would say 50, 50 going into the day, whether he plays or not Sunday, but they're going to go, they're doing it day by day. He's been in treatment uh, ever since then. And, it's uh, it's it's just right now. There's not a, a sense that this is a major thing. He's going to need surgery. He's going to miss the season. There's no no sense of that whatsoever. Case Keenum, the backup, right? Yeah, Case, and and they're playing the Vikings, uh, as you know. So oh Lord, Case Keenum, Case Keenum is the backup, but uh, you know at the same time they, uh, the Bills are at home, and uh, that'll be an interesting game if it's Case. But I, I think Josh, in his mind, is going to find a way to play. We'll we'll find out. That, the doctors are going to have to tell them whether that's wise or not. All right, this is week 10 of the National Football League, week number 10. We've got coaches already getting fired. Two of them have uh, been let loose. We've got some others on the hot seat, Mort. Uh, what can you tell us about the mess in Charlotte and about the direction that they're heading? We're going we're gonna to see the Panthers again tomorrow night on Thursday night football. Yeah, well, listen, uh, Steve Wilkes has done, uh, you know, he, he stepped in, he's, actually made staff changes, kind of gotten rid of what you would say are, are Matt Rule-type assistant coaches. And, you know, until they played the Bengals, they were, they'd been very respectful. Uh, P.J. Walker's done a nice job, as, as certainly as Atlanta uh, saw the, when they were in there a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but, you know, Dave Tepper, the owner, plans to just, hey, let's see how th- the rest of the season goes, and then they will have a search. Uh, and... We all know what happened in Indianapolis with the shocker when Frank Wright was fired on uh, Monday night. More the controversy in Indianapolis is is almost over the top with Colts naming Jeff Saturday a TV guy, the interim head coach. This comes out of left field for sure. Uh, I, I bet there are a lot of people talking about this in your uh, realm of work. What, what are they saying about this, More? Yeah, well, listen, I, I know Jeff really well. I mean, he, 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 you know, he, he lives right there, uh, you know, in the Atlanta suburbs. And all I can tell you is that one thing people may not know, and I'm not, listen, it's a shocker, period, is that Jeff is a very active consultant, paid consultant, and has been for the Colts for a couple of years, and even before that as an unpaid consultant. And he is in camp at times. Uh, he'd been offered the offensive line coach in, in 2019, was almost joined the staff last year, is in daily contact with from Jim Mercy, the owner, to the general manager, and even to Frank Wright in terms of just uh, identifying problem spots and maybe possible fixes. So he, like I say, it's yes, it's out of left field. They got people on staff, guys like John Fox, Gus Bradley, who have been head coaches. And you would have thought that would have been a, a natural uh, transition, but uh, it's less shocking to me knowing the level of, of a- interaction that Saturday has with the Colts have has had almost on a daily basis. Uh, but uh, certainly, certainly that one uh, has got the uh, country rocking it. And the I'm talking about the NFL country. Mort, I think Sean Payton's done a nice job as an analyst on, on TV, but, look, he's a football coach. What's what's the likely destination for him? Uh, have you heard anything about Sean Payton moving forward? Well, no, no listen, I, I think he, he, 
the coaching opportunity will be there. Let's remember that the Saints still hold his rights. So anybody who wants to talk to Sean Payton will have to work out compensation first with the Saints. And if it's a NFC team or NFC uh, divisional team, that compensation is going to be higher. I will say this, you know, he works at Fox, so he's stationed kind of in LA, Los Angeles. I think he has a daughter who works out there too. And a lot of people are watching the Chargers closely to see if they, uh, you know, win or lose or if they ever change because some people believe that that would be a spot. But that's speculative, and people have speculated about that. And the Chargers, as you know, just won a game there in Atlanta and they're still very much, uh, you know, alive. It's, we're halfway through the season, and if you think about it, how many times, how many times, different times did we try to name an MVP in, in month one, and then the next week, somebody else, and then a coach of the year? It, it, things change, but honestly, until we get to December, post-Thanksgiving, I don't think we'll really have a clear picture of what's going on, but I do think Sean Payton is going to be in the mix for, for a job, and I would say more likely than not that he is coaching next year. But they have to work out compensation with the Saints. Yeah, that complicates things. What about the Rams, Mort? We've got some guys out there with Atlanta connections. So we're paying attention to what the Rams are. The bottom has fallen out on these guys. What's going on? How did it happen so quickly, Mort? Well, I think there's a great lesson uh, uh, and uh, a reminder to people that it's a team game. And the most important unit of the team, the two most important units, besides the quarterback, I guess, would be the trenches, the, the offensive and defensive line. They don't have a problem on the defensive line with the Rams, but their offensive line has been a disaster uh, because of injury and because, let's face it, as they have kind of sacrificed today for the, for, I mean, sacrificed tomorrow for today in terms of personnel and draft picks. You know, that offensive line needs rebuilding. And they had some injuries along the way, too. And so the run game they need, the protection that Matthew Stafford needs, just hasn't been there. And I think that we everybody thought Allen Robinson would come in at a wide receiver and fill that gap that uh, Odell Beckham Jr. filled last year you know, and help Cooper Cup out, uh, the other wide receiver. That hasn't happened. Robinson hasn't been that major factor like you would have thought. So... I think the offensive line is, is, is just if, – if you got offensive line problems, you got problems. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Uh, and I see where Jerry Jones is saying OBJ would look good in that Cowboys uniform. Well, he has a radio show, two radio shows, and so he's always going to make a headline. Uh, listen, OBJ is now starting to become more of a viable topic because uh, I, think the, I think the expectation is, is that he'll be ready to play in December sometime. And uh, so people looking for a wide receiver or people who missed out at the trade deadline uh, on gaining a piece, uh, certainly OBJ is going to come up. Everybody, I thought, you know, the Rams were the most likely destination. That still may be true, but, you know, let's face it, it, it Jerry needs the receiver. He actually, they actually talked to the Houston Texans about Brandon Cooks as a possible acquisition before the trade deadline at the receiver. So, I'm not ruling it out, but we always thank Jerry for these headlines on, on a Tuesday going coming into Wednesday. More, do you think the players will trust this NFL data showing that the injury rates are the same on grass as they are on turf? No. It, 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 and, 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 you know, don't 
data is, I think it's like everything else. So you say you can do whatever you want with data and, and manipulate it. <laughs> there's, there's no question that players would prefer grass. And, and by the way, how in a couple of years did that data change dramatically? <laughs> I mean, non-contact injuries on, on artificial turf, we all see it. In fact, we just talked about Odell Beckham Jr. He was probably on his way to being MVP in the Super Bowl. And we saw him go down and tear that ACL. Uh, on artificial turf in L.A., his home stadium. Uh, so, no, uh, players aren't going to buy that. All right, Mort, all is right in the world. Bulldogs back number one, college football playoffs. The new Alabama, they're saying, in this part of the country. Well, I think when uh, Kirby took that job, I think even Nick Saban had said that's, that's probably the best job in the country. In the country, And you can say that Kirby has certainly done a great job going forward, and they dominated that Tennessee game, so. Dogs are on their way. Dogs on top, they say two more. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you next Wednesday. All right, Buck. Take care. Chris Mortensen, ESPN Insider, breaking it down for us here on the Buck Blue Show, here on The Fan. I'm ready to bounce around, talk a little college football, man. Let's get busy. And let's start with that Auburn head coaching search. They got a new athletic directory. Came over from Mississippi State. Cohen's his name. And he was talking to the media over the last 48. Some of the things Cohen was saying, and I quote, it's about fit. Which I don't think he knows a lot about. Because my goodness, didn't he hire Joe Moorhead at Mississippi State? Talk about a terrible fit. That's who Cohen hired at Mississippi State. Had to fire him after two years because Moorhead had zero, count them, no contacts in the Deep South. Zero. And Cohen hired him. Now, maybe he learned his lesson. New uh, Auburn athletic director saying, and I quote, it's not an exact science hiring a coach. He admitted it's about analytics and a combination of that and the gut feel that you have. He will use a search firm. He's using one, but not for names. He's already got his A-list. He's talking about the background checks. Some of the other uh, things that take up some time, he has delegated that to the search firm. SEC Network analyst Cole Kubelik, former Auburn offensive lineman, had some thoughts on who the potential candidates are. Yeah, Lane Kiffin is, is towards the top of that list. Uh, I think he he is he might be number one on the wish list for a lot of folks. Hugh Freeze is going to be on that list. Um, I think Jeff Grimes, the offensive coordinator of Baylor, is on that list. Um, listen, don't put it past guys having a conversation about Carnell Williams. Uh, with the way that he rejuvenated that team and, and that team showed life and that team rallied around him last week. It was such a cool moment to see. Yeah, and Cole admitted on social media that was one of his, that was his number one moment in broadcasting, interviewing Cadillac Williams after that loss to Mississippi State this past Saturday. So we'll keep an eye on this Auburn search. I'm not confident that Cohen knows what he's doing just based on that Moorhead hire. Speaking of Lane Kiffin, speaking out, Ole Miss and Alabama coming up this weekend. And Lane Kiffin taking offense to the criticism raining down on the GOAT Nick Saban. 
saying they've got two losses that came down to two plays. And that Saban is outstanding at facing adversity, getting the car back on the road after a loss. Maybe that's why Alabama, a 12-point favorite in Oxford, over the Rebels on Saturday. Do you know Vandy has lost 26 straight SEC games? That is a SEC record that they broke from a previous Vanderbilt run from 2000 and 2003. They lost 23 in a row. That was the old record. They're piling it on, man, looking at loss number 27 in a row this weekend in Lexington, taking on Kentucky. Bandy, tremendous baseball program. Football program, not so much. And I'm sure Dansby is hoping they can get that straightened out. He's tired of hearing Dansby Swanson, tired of hearing about the Vanderbilt football program. Lost 26 in a row. And how about, do you know that Georgia Tech is favored against Miami this weekend? I mean, talk about crazy. How far have the mighty fallen Miami Hurricanes? I mean, it's gotten so bad that John Michaels doesn't even wear the Miami gear into the 680 of the fan studios anymore. All right, Georgia Tech looking for a head coach. Jay Batt is their new athletic director. It's not J-A-Y, it's just J. And there's not a period after the J, it's just the capital J. And then Bat, now that's not B-A-T, that's B-A-T-T. And he needs, as I mentioned earlier this week, he needs to hit a home run with uh, Mr. Bat needs to hit a home run with this hire. It'll be the most important hire that he ever makes. Now, huddled up with Joe Hamilton prior to my show as he was exiting the studio today. I got 35 seconds with him. And I asked him about Jamie Chadwell, who seemingly is getting some play as far as the Georgia Tech job goes. He's the Coastal Carolina head coach. Understand, he could be a candidate at Nebraska also. Which job would you rather have, DT, Nebraska or Georgia Tech? Or do you not want to answer that question? Uh, yeah, but no, I'd take the Georgia Tech job, I believe. Yeah. Option-based offensive scheme is what Chadwell runs. He's had a lot of success with that. Tech people know all about that option. He was a quarterback at East Tennessee State back in the day, and he's earned his way into being considered for this job. I mean, he's just not coming out of nowhere. This guy's paid his dues. Coached at Charleston Southern, North Greenville. That is a D2 school. Delta State and has been very successful at Charleston Southern. Waiting now for an opportunity like this. We'll keep an eye on Jamie Chadwell. And when I mentioned him to Joe Ham, Joe Ham lit up a little bit. I think he likes Chadwell and likes that offense. Yeah, news coming down that Georgia-Tennessee game. A lot of people watching. 13 million plus checking that out. The most watched college game of the season. The most streamed, too. Of course, Ohio State and Michigan hadn't played yet. They'll probably go over 13 million with that showdown game. Two versus three as it stands right now.
And that's some of the stuff going on in college football today. Stay tuned for Nick and Chris, too, man. They got that business of sports segment they've got on each week, and it's presented by Southern Company. If it's impacting business in Atlanta and the local sports scene, then those guys have got it covered. That's the business of sports presented by Southern Company, building the future of energy in all the communities that they serve. Let's get to the roundtable. Is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Baloo. 25 20, far sideline, 15 10, 5, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union, Haug Law Group, Georgia Pack and Load, Stat Hero, T Mobile, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Joining me now, Lad McConkey talking Bulldog football. Lad, congrats on a win over Tennessee. Man, that's got to be special where you come from, up on there close to that Georgia-Tennessee line, man. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. It was, it was definitely a special experience. And, I mean, the fans showed up. They showed out. And, I mean, I don't think it gets much better than that. Hey, uh, nice touchdown catch. The double move, uh, slaughter bit on that outcut. Uh, was that one of the plays you were looking forward to seeing called during the game? Uh, yeah, I mean, anytime you have, have an opportunity to run a double move, I think those are pretty special. You don't get them too often. So, um, yeah, when he when he called it uh, and I saw it was one-on-one, I knew we had a good a good opportunity. As far as that wide receiver room goes, man, I got, got a little excited seeing Arian Smith back in there making a big no play doubt. early in the game. Talk about the impact he could make the rest of the year in there. Oh, yeah, I mean, he's, if not the fastest, one of the fastest kids in the nation, so... Um, having him out there, they have to respect that that deep threat. And um, when he gets going, he gets his confidence going. He's a, he's a special player. So seeing him make a play, um, he's been hurt a lot. So just kind of getting back out there and uh, being able to make a play for us, um, I'm sure it's something we'll probably see more of here. Here's the rest of the season comes. Is uh, how frustrated is Mitchell with the way things have gone for him so far this year? It's got to be frustrating. Uh, yeah, I'm sure he's a, he's a little frustrated wanting to get back out there, but. Uh, I mean, he's doing doing all the right things. He's doing treatment every day, um, trying to tr- doing his best to get back out there. And and once he does, I know he's gonna make a huge impact because he's a he's a heck of a player and and someone we're missing. And uh, yeah, once he gets back out there, he he's a special player. He's gonna do great things. All right, you got to flip the page now. You hit the road in the SEC, going to a place Georgia doesn't go to very often. Mm-hmm. You're gonna have like sixty thousand cowbells ringing out there. Uh, <laughs> This is uh, this is what you enjoy, right? I mean, these challenges you're going to face on the road in the SEC. Yeah, no doubt. Um, anytime you go on the road in the SEC, it's going to be tough. But um, we, we embrace that and just kind of go out there. And I know our coaches are going to have a great game plan. Just go out and execute it and, and let the rest take care of itself. Leah, talk about the job that Coach McClendon has done, uh, stepping in as the wide receiver coach, uh, longtime friend of the family, played with his dad back in the day. Talk about the job that uh, Coach McClendon's done. Oh yeah, I mean he's done he's done a heck of a job. Not just not just on the field, but off the field. Um, he, he's there for us no matter what, whether we need something from football or not. So it, it's great having him in our room. He's given us so much knowledge on route running, defenses, um, literally everything you can think of. So I mean I'm I'm so glad he we have him here and and uh, he's our receivers coach. Yeah, I've got this theory that returning punts is the most dangerous job in sports. <laughs> Can you talk to the fans listening about what it's like? 
Uh, you know uh, you got 11 guys sprinting down the field trying to get to you. You're not looking at them. You're looking up in the sky uh, trying to focus on that football. What's that like returning punts at the big-time level? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, returning punts comes with a lot of trust. Uh, you got to trust that those guys are going to hold them up, hold the defense up or punt team up for you. So, yeah, it's it's a lot to think about because you got to kind of look at the – look at everybody running at you, but also look at the ball at the same time. So, yeah, it just comes with a lot of trust and just a lot of reps. And, uh, I mean, when, once you get it, if you can make that first one miss, I feel like you have a good opportunity to, to make bust a big return. How confident are you feeling with, with the team at this point in time in the season uh, as you you start to wind down the uh, back hill side of the, the try-to-repeat thing? Uh, how are you feeling about the group as you head to Starkville? Yeah, yeah, I'm feeling really good. Uh, we have a lot of guys that are kind of banged up, so um, getting them back healthy. and I mean, that's really something everybody has to deal with the SEC, so um, just kind of getting them back out there and, and getting things rolling. And I feel like we've we've played some, some good games, but we haven't played our best yet, so looking forward to that. How about the fan base? Tremendous at Sanford Stadium against Tennessee, and this Bulldog Nation, as you know, they travel. They're going to be showing yeah. up big in Starkville, too. Yeah, it, it, it was crazy. So if they can just be a little piece of what they did this past weekend, I think it's going to be great. Because, I mean, they were they were fired up this weekend. And it was it was a special, a special thing to be a part of. Hey, lad, thanks for your time today, man. Yes, sir. I appreciate you, lad McConkey. Always good to catch up with that Georgia wide receiver. He's leading the wide receivers in catches right now. He's had another solid, strong season. Want to invite you to see the Front Rose Audio Fun Bag live coming up tomorrow from 6 to 8. They'll be at the Poor Tap Room on the Beltline. Join 680 The Fan and Creature Comfort's Classic City Lager from 6 to 8. The Poor Tap Room on the Beltline for your shot at winning a $300 StubHub gift card. Get on out there and check the boys out. 680 The Fan and Creature Comfort's Classic City Lager. They say it's good cold beer. What they tell me. All right, coming back on the other side, a little Falcons talk as we get ready for a Thursday night showdown. Well, it's not really a showdown, but we're still getting ready for it. It's the Buck Blue Show here on the Fan 680 and 937. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves, and people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. It's a Buck show looking to finish strong on this hump day Wednesday. You burn out on the politics yet? Appreciate you hanging out with us here on The Fan. Sports talk It's what we do for a living. And we also, uh, we cover high school football big time here on the station. And we've got the high school football playoffs getting underway. First round, and we're going to bring you on 680 The Fan. 
bring you the uh, Douglas County Alatoona game tomorrow night. It's going to kick off at 730. Stick around after the game for the Georgia High School scoreboard show. Get scores and updates from around the state. Friday night football game of the week and the Georgia High School scoreboard show are powered by Georgia Power and presented by Truist, Marco's Pizza, the University of West Georgia, and Fox 5 Atlanta. I've got a little thought on the high school football playoffs coming up in a moment. Right now, though, it's time to talk Falcons football. The Dirty Birds are in our blood. And guys like Buck know what's happening in the huddle. Let's dive into Falcons football on the fan. All right, so we got the Falcons and Panthers from Charlotte tomorrow night. Falcons a three-point favorite in the game. And it's because the Charlotte Panthers are a complete and total mess right now. Falcons going to be playing in front of what I would imagine will be a mostly empty stadium in Charlotte. Why would you go? I mean, they're firing everybody up there with the Panthers. Falcons with an opportunity to bounce back after an embarrassing loss to the Chargers at home last Sunday. And a little disappointed to see A.J. Terrell, our outstanding young corner, did not practice yesterday, which should tell you and me that he won't be playing tomorrow night. Man, I was hoping he would have healed up enough where he could lock down on D.J. Moore regardless of who the Panthers' quarterback will be. I understand they're going with P.J. Walker. Got Baker Mayfield available, and I think they activated Sam Darnold. They got three quarterbacks active, ready to go. None of them worth much. But back to A.J. Terrell, you just can't rush the hamstring injury because if you rush him back, he's going to re-pull it, and then he's going to be out for another extended period of time. So we'll try to be patient with A.J. getting back in there. And now you get some time off here with the short week. That means the next week is is not quite a bye week, but an extended period. Get some, get a few days off. Maybe A.J. can get a little healthier. You know, I always think of my high school coaches that said, you don't practice, you don't play. Oh, absolutely, especially in the NFL, right? A lot of coaches don't follow that rule, though. So I guess we'll rely on Darren Hall. We got Alford, Fenton, the new guy, Oliver, Ford. I hope they don't play a lot. I get toasted. Falcons defensive coordinator Dean Pease met with the media yesterday. And do you know he's always looking for the negative, negative, negative? I'd say giving up the fewest big plays was a positive. I say starting the game three and out was a positive. Did we talk about not being able to start a game fast? We started the game fast. How'd we do in the second half starting the game? Starting the second half, two three and outs. How about when we got the sudden change on the 50-yard line and we turn the ball, they t- we get them to turn the ball over and we intercept? Why don't we talk a- once in a while about the positives that even come out of a loss? Instead <laughs> of we are always going to look for the negative. Is that what we're supposed to do? Is that part of journalism, really? I mean, I'm asking as a coach, is everything always got to be, let's find something negative to talk about. And this week, it'll be third down. There are positive things that come out of a loss, and there are negative things that come out of a win. Negative, negative, negative. Boy, I like Dean Peace. I know some people want him fired. I like him. I mean, this guy's tough. You see what he's gotten out of this defense this year. It's hard not to uh, appreciate yeah. the scheme that's coming from Mr. Pease. No doubt. And he's not drafting these players. 
He's just fitting him in the scheme. So I like Dean Pease, and he's not afraid. Neither one, the head coach and the defensive coordinator, they uh, they don't mind uh, getting after the media a little bit, which I sort of like that too, the give and take that we're getting pretty much every week. Dean Pease is not putting up with it, man. He's out to change the culture here with his Falcons defense. And I think he's doing a pretty good job over there. Time for the final word. Back to high school football playoffs. We kick off round one of the state playoffs on Friday. And I wish the Georgia High School Association would get their act together. Look, I get it. There's a shortage, reportedly, of of high school officials. And because of that, the first round will be broken up into Friday night games and Saturday night games. And that was thrown at us this past Friday night. And now this. Yesterday we find out that our high school, South Forsyth, playing Walton, so we made the adjustment Friday night once we knew we were in that we wouldn't be playing on Friday night the following week. We'd be playing on Saturday night. Now that's changed. Now the South Forsyth-Walton game is a 3 o'clock kickoff in the afternoon on Saturday. 3 o'clock. It's unbelievable. And there's the final word. It's going to do it for the Buck Baloo Show today. we got Nick and Chris coming up next to entertain. Stick around for that. Have a great rest of the day, everybody. Thank you, Buck. Where's Nerny? Okay, thanks a lot, Buck. The winningest team in baseball also has the most saves. And people who save the most money are winners. So start earning saves by investing in worthy bonds for only $10 each. These bonds earn a fixed 7% APY, and there's no fees, penalties, or minimum balance required, and they can be redeemed whenever you like. You can even round up everyday purchases to buy additional bonds. Go to worthybonds.com backslash save. That's worthybonds.com backslash save, and save and win. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.